Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm Simon Sweetman. I'm your host and we're up to episode 94. This is a conversation with a guy called Adam McGrath. You will know his band The Eastern out of Christchurch. Um, he plays some solo shows too. He's um, he's working on a solo album, so that'll be coming out next year, I believe. Um, I'd never met Adam. He, um, he messaged me a, a, a couple of months ago and sent me a big long message connecting like we had had a couple of conversations I think I certainly listened to his music and seen his um, seen him play but uh, he sent me a nice long message about um, you know knowing what I did and and recognizing that I'd reviewed his his band over the years and and just sort of t- talking one music fan to another and I said I wrote back and said well this is good timing because I actually have wanted to you know whenever you're in Wellington I want to connect with you and do a podcast because I really want to get your story so he happened to be coming up a couple of weeks after that so it all worked out so we met and we had this conversation which is um, a really a really great conversation to have had it was uh, really interesting to hear about his background and quite a um, lively and troubled childhood and uh, and just fascinated obsessed with music from the earliest age which which I can relate to and so we just go through from there to um, the formation of the Eastern and that's a band that's um, meant a lot to a lot of people particularly in Christchurch a big part of their story has become or became the Christchurch earthquakes and they did a lot of kind of recovery work in, in an emotional sense, putting on shows for people. So uh, they're a hard-working band, and um, and that became a part of their story. And they wrote a couple of albums that reflect um, <clears throat> some of the some of the stories around the earthquake. Um, and they've had a bit of a break recently, but they're back doing some shows now and 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 working on a new Eastern album for next year as well, I believe. Um, so yeah, this was a nice conversation to have had. It was really great to meet Adam. He's an intense character, uh, full of music, very passionate about music, and and this conversation goes in in a few different directions. All of them um, interesting to me and hopefully interesting to you. Um, thanks to our uh, supporters of the podcast. Um, once again, thank you to Yeasty Boys, La Pitti Chocolat, and Tea Leaf Tea, and thanks to all of you for for listening. I, I don't usually say this, but um, you can rate the podcast on iTunes and you can do all of that sort of stuff. But um, if you're already listening to it, that's that's good enough for me. So hope you like it. This is me talking to Adam McGrath from the Eastern. I guess I guess to start with, I mean we've never met. Yeah. So uh, my tape recorder is rolling now. Okay. And um, we've never met apart from a few minutes ago. But I've seen you play. Sure. And, and you know that. And yeah. I've written a couple of things about yeah. um, you playing in your albums and stuff. And I've I'm, I've largely been a fan of sure. what you've done. Yeah. So um, nothing too too um, dangerous here. But but I don't know a whole lot about about you yeah. and about how you. Um, how and why you did what you did. So, so tell me where you grew up and 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 where you first found music. I grew up in Christchurch. Um, music has always been just I don't know this deep vein of something that has kept me <laughs> hanging on yeah. to life, like yeah, a lot yeah. of us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I first, the, my dad. Um, my dad, uh, he was a fisherman and a scaffolder, and he, uh, uh, but he also uh, had a side thing, uh, selling stolen things. So people would steal things, and then he'd go to him, and then he'd sell he them. He was the fence. Yeah, 
and um, all kinds of things. And so shit was always showing up in our house <laughs> and then disappearing again, right. you know? So, uh, but one day, I, I'm, I, I wasn't at school. I was maybe four or something. This record player, like, you know, big old yeah. radiogram showed up and... Um, and some records, he gave me some records and it was, uh, um, and he showed me how you could stack them. Mm. And I just was like, this thought this was just this huge, this massive big brown thing. And, yeah, yeah. and I had control over it, it was mine. And I had these things and I had, uh, I got Johnny Cash, Song of the Soil, Bill Haley and the Comets and uh, Rolf Harris. <laughs> and, <laughs> One of these things yeah, just I know, <laughs> not belong. Not like the others, yeah. And, and um, Elvis Presley, Girl Happy and G.I. Blues. Yeah. And that, ah, oh, just G.I. Blues, especially in the Johnny yeah. Cash, just fucking changed yeah. my, warped my brain. And I just loved it. Like, and I just mm. would listen and sing and listen and sing and listen and sing. And I used to have the uh, kids in my, I lived in a cul-de-sac and I'd get all the kids and march them yeah. around singing. I got the hut two, Classic, three, four. Yeah. And then, so that just so then was just the GI thing. Blues and um, did you ever and yep. Wooden Heart. Wooden those, Heart. Those yeah. sort, I remember buying. I remember buying a, a a compilation album for my for my mum yeah. for Christmas, and I was about. Eight or nine, sure. And I, all I knew was she was an Elvis Presley, sure. And so you know, I knew Hound Dog and yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. But I didn't know those songs, and and hearing those, they had such an impact. The very first time oh, I heard them, yeah. Right? Well, so, even like even like Girl Happy is a yeah. shitty movie, but yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, because in my house, there was no, no, no cool music there's no Al, there's no Rolling Stones or the mm. Beatles my mum hated the Beatles mm. she hated jazz she hated like but she loved country music yeah and early rock and roll yeah yeah and yeah. my dad and there's such a uh, mixture between those two yeah yeah they, they each influenced oh, each other yeah, yeah, yeah of course so like that's that's all I heard and that was all I played mm. and my dad would go to sea a lot mm. um, and he he um he uh sort of looked and dressed like Chris Christopherson. Yeah. He's Maori, you can't tell by looking at me, but yeah, yeah but he is. But he looked like this sort of Maori Chris Christopherson. Yeah. <laughs> and well we had these Chris Christopherson records. Yeah. And I always imagined that that was my dad. Right. And I'd yeah, play yeah, those yeah, records yeah, yeah. when he was away and might think that it was my dad, you know. And singing to you. Yeah, yeah. totally. Wow. It was fucking weird. So yeah, that's Hey, fine. when did you um his your dad's uh, sort of sideline business. When did when did that make sense to you? Or oh, did, oh, when did you know about it? Oh, all the time. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never unknown about it. Yeah, I think, yeah, as yeah. Well. Yeah, he was a he was a really uh, he was a really really interesting interesting cat. Like his uh, his um, his father uh, was like one of Wellington's most famous bookies. Right back in the day. Mm. Like my dad's quite old. Like he like he was in his 40s when he had me but um, yeah his dad's you know, I remember his, his granddad my granddad his dad um, who I never met but his I was told that his catchphrase was a fight is better than a feed right that's his deal you know and that and so and my dad sort of and my uncle Joe they sort of carried that on mm. and many different stories but yeah he was like a re he was he was a really sweet man but totally irresponsible yeah yeah totally yeah. bad like he was with my mum and me but he also had another wife right and, and, and so no. sometimes he, he's at sea but he's actually well, there's other with them yeah and, and <laughs> yeah. I just 
met them just recently, you know, oh, wow. and I've got yeah, yeah. like sisters, you know, that I didn't know that I yeah. had, yeah. and yeah, but it, and yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, interesting guy, but we always knew that stuff was in my house and, like that. And did you grow up with, did you grow up with siblings? No, 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 um, no, it's just me, and mm. my dad left maybe when I was five or six, and then I got a, a stepfather, and he was, he was, he wasn't a good person and then uh he died and then it was just me and my mum most of the most of the rest of my life mm, yeah. mm. and um so you so music is this constant in your life oh yeah from those early days oh totally like i only play music man i only play music now because i'm just like a fan yeah of it like because uh, yeah. you know what else am i gonna do you know like i just uh, yeah um well yeah. i was i was gonna say uh, i was gonna ask you know and you just give me a snapshot there. I was sure. going to say, what sort of um, happy childhood did you have? Was it happy? I mean, you just explained a few things that suggest that it wasn't. But, no. But did you find some happiness as kids do within that? Of course, oh, music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was. This, I don't know. It's just something. You could, yeah. No, I didn't have a particularly happy childhood. My mum had lots of issues, and she was. I mean, she loved me. You know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I think happy child is very far away. Like, I, and but it's, it's all relative, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like sometimes if I'm talking like with you know friends or people, like when I start telling stories about my childhood, like in the band, they all everyone just sort of cringes and just go, oh, "What's <laughs> oh, going to oh, happen?" Go. You know, okay. or something. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was yeah, like yeah. I mean, there's some pretty gnarly shit mm. happened, but. Mm. Um, but music, yeah, music is a saving grace. But it, or it, it still is now. You know, I'm mm. fucking riddled with confusion and fear and. and I, we, well, I, it, most it, of us are. Yeah, honest, right? yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and but music just, I don't know, helps ease that. Helps you to figure stuff out. You know. So um, yeah. where where do you go from that country and early rock and roll? I I imagine what I know of your songwriting and your presentation of material mm. banter and when I you know when I saw the Eastern when they sure. first kind of started. Yeah. Um I imagine there's some sort of progression for you in listening from country music to, to rockabilly to punk. Yeah, no well yeah, so well actually the progression's kind of a bit weird like uh I don't mean necessarily in that No, no, yeah, that. but no, that, that was, that's definitely there. I mean, like the first, like the first music I was able to, I brought on my own was mm. Run DMC's Raising yeah. Hell. Teenager or... Oh, no, no, I was like oh, of course, yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard Walk This Mid-80s. Way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heard Walk This Way and just, and mm. my dad had left by then. Uh-huh. And he, and I never heard from him again. Never right. saw him or heard from him. Wow. I saw him once before he died, you know, when I was like 18, 19. I never saw him again or, or anything. But one day I came home when I was nine, and there was a um, he sent me um, uh, this jar of we, we when when he split up from my mum for about a year or two. We would go. He'd take me to go play video games, mm. and I was only ever allowed to play this one video game called Time Pilot, and. Um, and I didn't know why, because but I was only allowed to play that and just put the money and put the money and put the money, play Time Pilot. And I got really fucking good at it. I'm like six years old, seven years old, and I can clock Time Pilot, you know? And I didn't know why, that, I, but I loved it because it was great and I was good at it. And, but it was because then I would he would start betting on me with like older <laughs> people and t- like, oh, this is my little son. He could beat you in this game. So, but Hustling he, you. Yeah, but he had this, this big 
10 full of 20 cent pieces, right? Mm. And then one day I came home and a couple of years later, I'm about nine or whatever, mm. and there's the tins being sent it to me. It's got mm. all this money in it, mm. right? And that was it. it was no child support, that was it, just this tin. And I was able to buy some things and I brought like a G.I. Joe, Cobra Boar, and I brought um, a Run DMC's Raising Hell. Yeah, yeah. And that just, blew, like that was it, man. That, that, that made me like, and I just became a super rap fan, you know? Mm. I would like uh, uh, anything that I could try and get, like Big Steel, Borrow, whatever, anything. Uh, Beastie Boys, yeah, LL Cool J. Say, there's something very powerful about that first music you discover on totally. your own. And for me, it was very similar. I mean, I remember hearing Walk This Way, but, yeah. but for me, it was the first Beastie Boys album. Mm. I did get to run DMC yeah. in terms of buying their albums, but that first Beastie Boys album felt like that and Guns N' Roses were like the first music I felt like I discovered yeah, outside sure. of my brother and my parents. Yeah, well Lots that, of good music from them. Yeah, you know, but, but when it's something, something your own. Yeah, that's and right. That, and it gives you a feeling like, and I'm at school, mm. and i got these tapes that people think are cool, mm. you know, and, you know, you have that, and it gives you, you know, a certain thing. and mm. um, It's a currency. Yeah, man, and I, yeah, just, that was like Houdini. Mm. Cool Modi, like just uh, Eric B and Rakim, like just fucking just was nuts mm. for this music, you know. Mm. And I was like nine or ten, you know what I mean? And I, I was like, this is, you know, this is this is the thing. But I had this uh, my best friend. He lived on my street. We, we were really close, but he loved heavy metal. His his mom was into. Oh. His mom was kind of like this sort of witchy stoner lady. Yeah. And um, so he was into heavy metal, and he had um. Uh, uh, a back patch of the band Wasp, mm. Blackie Lawless, like drinking blood. I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. <laughs> and I, this is this is for this. I remember this is funny. We sat down. We actually had a physical fight mm. in his lounge. He was watching a White Snake video, and we had a physical fight about who was <laughs> who would win in a fight, whether it was going to be Run DMC or White Snake, right? And I think we know the answer to that. But you know, and so but. But then, just through him, then I just became like just super in the middle, you know, yeah. like yeah, Wasp and Iron Maiden, and then going Metallica into Slayer and all that stuff, and then, and then you just you know trading the tapes with who anyone you mm. can, you know, mm. and just getting whatever it is, and like tapes were my life, fucking my life, yeah, you know, you probably yeah, the same. same, yeah. Oh, I I had this thing where, um, like when I was in early high school, you'd uh, you know you'd write copying notes from the blackboard or whatever doing your assignments and you write a title and underline it well i would take a tape in my pencil case yeah. as the ruler ah yeah because yeah. it fit in the pencil case yeah. and then it became this nerdy thing that every day i would switch it out oh right tape. okay yeah now it might only be me that noticed sure it, yeah but it meant something to me yeah, totally. to, like in a way i was showing off my yeah, tape collection yeah. and every now and then someone would say what's that and yeah, yeah and then it got into that trading thing yeah. oh, oh you haven't heard you know Oh, Pink totally. Floyd, you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Beastie Boys, whatever, yeah. take it. And yeah. then you'd, you'd swap, you know, and you'd swap and find things out. But yeah, that was my thing I did for about four, most of high school. Yeah, right. That's years. so cool, man. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm the only person that's ever said it's cool, but that's because you understand it. Directly. I totally get it. I totally get it. Because tapes, yeah. they just had such yeah. meaning, you know, yeah. they just had a, a real weight to them, you know. And Again, I think it's part of. Um, 
you know, part of that music you discover for yourself was on that for us, our generation, mm. was, that was the format. They were totally. Because, that, because we first learned about it through vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, 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 totally. And you, I mean, just dubbing tapes and then mm. gives you that and that's and mm. that. And that's where, I mean, I got a, I think it was. Um, Learning to drive and cars have tape players. Yep, all of that, you know. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my mum didn't drive. So we didn't have a car in my in my house. So I learned to drive by stealing cars. That's how I learned to drive. Well, it's a good way to probably learn to drive quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm very badly. It was a bad yeah, way to yeah, learn yeah. to drive badly. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, they just had. This really meant so much to me. And this one one time, this guy, I don't know. I think I might have been like the first Danzig record. Yeah. And on the or Sam Hain or something like that. And then on. The, side and it's it was on one side you know c90 whatever on mm. the other side was the repo man soundtrack mm, mm. and i heard um, gosh that's a, a formative yeah and i heard six thing. pack yeah. and because I, I had seen repo man they used to play movies like late at night mm. in the summer you know 24 hours but mm. they had good shit you know like i remember seeing like tommy and you know, yeah. Quadrophenia, and, and, and I saw Reaper Man. I remember that edited out all the swear words and all the fucks became yeah. flips, you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember that, and, I, and then I was like, oh, this is the Reaper Man Center. I love that movie. Mm. And I heard Six Pack um, by Black Flag. Mm. And I was like, and then that was it. Fucking, that was just punk rock was yeah. the thing. Yeah. I mean, of course, other stuff that flooded in, yeah. you know, around that time, you know? Just like anyone, and or still listen to metal and still listen to hip hop and stuff. Mm, and, mm, mm. Yeah, but then yeah, punk rock was was the thing. Um, when did you get a kind of, um, I guess the the political um, meaning behind punk? Uh, you know, were you listening to it primarily as an energy thing? Totally energy, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. you know, like I'm a big guy, and I. I played rugby league yeah. very seriously, like very seriously. Like that was what I was going to do with my mm. life. And I was really good at it. Well, I was big, you know yeah. what I mean? And didn't have too many other skills. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so, that I, you know, I mean, I was never good enough to yeah. play in Australia or anything. But I thought maybe if I might go to France or England and I yeah. just get out of the country. Because I got to go to Australia to play rugby league when I was in high school. Mm. And... Like, we never went on a holiday. We never did anything. I'd never been overseas. And mm. I just was like, it was like, and the school paid for me because I was like a real scumbag at school. And they're like, well, he could do that. Now, this is something, this is they a positive to, thing. They're trying so to the, yeah. sit you on a path. Yeah, yeah so yeah, they yeah. paid for me to go. And it really, and I was like, oh, hold on, this, this, you know, antagonistic force that I've always had against the school. Now they want to help me mm. because I'm doing this thing. And then I got to go overseas. And I remember that. that and so I thought, well, maybe this will be my thing. So I played rugby league. And so punk music just that energy you know so mm. much testosterone rage very angry violent young person mm. and so um yeah that that um that that was that in terms of what it meant that probably came a little bit later but um i, I the first time it really struck me was uh i was my mom had married again my second stepdad and he worked at a, a, a plastics factory and he got me a job there in the summer and it was really, really shit. Like, you know, like 12 hour shifts, 
you know, at, uh, at night, mm. you know, four in the afternoon till four in the morning and awful work, you know, on these big machines that are just like, you know, fucking slice your fingers off kind yeah. of shit, you know. And the dudes in there, man, just been there forever. Yeah, and that was yeah, just yeah. the and I, and I uh, listening to the Clash and the Clampdown. The, and well, I didn't even really know. I just sort of knew the Clash. I didn't even really like the Clash that much, you know. But I had the tape. And uh, the men in the factory are old and cunning. Stop wasting your time, boy. Get running. It's the best years of your life. They want to steal, and they're fucking just like. Yeah, yeah. And I, and suddenly. It wasn't just like energy music, it's there was like, what the fuck, that's my brain. And I remember talking to my stepdad, and he was like, well, when you finish school, you can work here. And I was like, and this is the, we're really close now, he's really cool, man, he's a good man, you know, tough as fuck, you know, no, not very demonstrative, you know, but he's a good man, but um, he, uh, (laughs) <laughs> His only life advice that he ever gave me was like that I needed to get a job immediately because I needed to get a fridge and a washing machine on high purchase. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And I was like, there's got to be something else than that, man. That's some fucking grim <laughs> that, that's shit. basic life goals. <laughs> yeah, you know, and my, all my friends were doing, well, we were doing bad stuff, you know, like, there was um, just... Just all these things were happening at once. You know, we uh, when you were doing bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, you and you've already talked a little bit about mm. it. Um, did you did you know you were doing bad stuff? Yeah. Was it was it the thrill of re, you know rebelling, frustration? You know, I don't know. If I'm really honest about it, it doesn't seem like re, re, rebellion, rebelling against something, sort of seems like. There was almost like another option. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there was there was just what we did, or a point to what you were doing. Yeah, you know, it's just what you do. You know, it's just what you do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now you're older, and you know, see things in a bigger vista, or whatever. You know, more widescreen. You go, well, maybe you feel like you don't have anything, and you want things, and you Mm. can get them this way. There's no other way to get them. You know, and so maybe. That was part of it. I mean, yeah, it starts everything else. Like you know, shoes were a big thing. Stealing shoes, clothes, you know, hats. <laughs> you know, Chicago Bulls hats. Mm. You know, Raiders mm. tops. They were like big things for us. Um, do you bottom out with that, or how does it? You know, do you get do you get caught? Uh, you get, yeah. Know, do well, you have a, a some sort of lesson? Two things happen that. Yeah, well, two things happened. One, we 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 um, robbed this, uh, <laughs> this 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 is strawberry. People were going to pick strawberries, and then then they'd go in and and to lunch in this one place. And so we would go and break into their cars while they're at lunch. You know, I remember we were doing that, and my friends um, uh, went back, and I just stayed back because I was just going through the shit. Mm. And then they got caught, and I was like, ah. That, so that was that was the big thing. That was one thing. And this other time, um, maybe a dairy might have got robbed. Maybe one of the people that I may have been with well, went, <laughs> went decided to go back mm. to the dairy after already. Yeah. And 
was arrested sitting behind the counter eating chips. You know? <laughs> it wasn't like a fucking grand heist or anything, man. It was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. eight bucks and some smokes or something, you know? Yeah. And and but because we had all we had always been in trouble. Yeah. Um, and we were just starting, you know, all the police knew yeah, us. Yeah, I was going to say you were known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pain in the ass, kids. Yeah, yeah, and I think he was, he would have been 16, turning 17, and he, um, they put him in the in the man prison for, on remand. Mm. And that was a step up, and we were really worried about him, you know. But because of people who we lived with or close to, and they were like, you know, look after him and I remember we were at a party and he phoned us from jail right and we were like oh bro you know fucking how is it you know and you alright and he goes oh it's awesome <laughs> he goes he goes I've been lifting weights because yeah. we were into like lifting <laughs> yeah, weights yeah, yeah. I've been lifting weights I'm stoned and I'm listening to the metal show <laughs> you know and he was just like, and everyone was just like yeah fuck yeah but something in my brain was like that's fucked yeah. That just, just something in my brain was just, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah. And then I think that I had, I got a girlfriend who was completely opposite from that world. Mm. And then I got a girlfriend and I remember I took a, um, uh, a creative writing class because mm. I always liked to do that. And I was always like reading and shit, but mm. I was always just like little, and I took this creative writing class and there was this guy in the class and he liked music and we traded tapes. And he was pretty bookish kind of guy. And mm. one day I asked him, I said, oh, what are you doing for holidays or something? He goes, oh, or the weekend. He goes, oh, we're going to band practice. I'm like, you're in a band. And he was like, yeah. I'm like, what kind of music do you play? He's like, oh, a punk band. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, do you have a, who sings? What are your fucking little mm. nerdy friends sings? You know? And he was like, and he was like, well, we don't have a singer. And I was like, you do now. I'm going to be your singer. He's like, yeah. oh, because he didn't know me that well, you know. And I had a, I was like kind of a bully and a bit violent and dumb and just a scumbag, you yeah. know. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. When's the practice? I've just bullied him into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember I went and found this other guy that I used to sell weed to, and he had an amp, and I was I and a mic, and I took that, yeah. caught the bus, you know, <laughs> to this. And I remember walking down, and, you know slightly nicer vibe neighborhood and they were in this sort of like this guy had this this sort of big basement room in there and I just remember walking and seeing them all in the in the wind in the, and they were just all like oh fuck and my bro's coming to fuck you know you just the vibe was not cool and I just walked in and I was like right this is what we're gonna do and I just fucking and we played and it was so much fun and we just had the best afternoon yeah and those guys we were just like, oh, and I was like, oh, and we were just, and we just, they loved music, you know, and they weren't shitheads, you know, not that my yeah. old friends were shitheads, but you know what I'm saying, you know. Was this the birth of the uh, world famous civilians? Oh, this, this is, oh, you've heard of the hey, civilians. Man, deep research goes Fuck, on Fuck, bro, no, this is, this is, <laughs> it sort of is, but it's before that, mm, it was this mm. band called the Banes. Mm. Yeah, and then the civilians, yeah, well, that became the civilians, so the drummer from that band, the Banes, that I was the singer, the guy, the drummer, mm. and, um, they really liked the Smiths, mm. and I fucking thought the Smiths were awful. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I couldn't see that fitting into yeah. your other. But now I love the Smiths. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I love Course, you know, and yeah. I, you know, but that and but those guys, you know, and I left the the, the that punk band sort of fizzled out, and I was sort of in this really angry hardcore kind of band, you know, and I was like a real 
animal, you know, mm. hitting myself in the head with the mic and punching people, yeah, just yeah. trying to be like Iggy Pop or some shit, I yeah, don't know. Rollins but, and, yeah, Rollins. Yeah, all yeah, that, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, just doing that. Because you read about or hear about that stuff and you emulate yeah, well, it, just like you do when you start writing songs or stories, you're ripping off the people well, yeah, well, you're in just a way. Try, you're just yeah, trying yeah. to figure yourself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, you know, I fucking still don't know who I am I'm still trying to figure that out you know so you know so I'm just doing that and that that became a thing but but consciously imitating people that have come before you that have you know managed to do something with what they've got is a good way of finding your voice that is the thing and you know you talk about Henry Rollins that was a really a really he was a really big he was like my dad man he fucking raised me because I remember being like 15 or something reading an interview with him and and it it sounds really dumb now, but I remember the interview, and he's he he said that the interviewer said that he like drained a, a t-shirt of sweat mm. and drunk the sweat because mm. he was so pure. It sounds so fucking dumb, right? Yeah. I mean, how dumb does that sound? But at that point, that was like, yeah. and he was just like, didn't do drugs, yeah. didn't do anything. He fucking worked out, but there was a, a masculinity and, a, and an aggression that I responded to because that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And but in a thoughtful way, you know. And, a, and within that, there's that whole kind of um, he has that. You know, he channels that anger into a kind of sensitive, a sensitive side and a sensitivity with, with his writing, you know, yeah. his storytelling and yeah, totally, and whatever. Because I always think like with Rollins, like, however you come to him, whatever you think of him, he's done so much stuff across so many fields. You you cannot possibly write him off well, completely. <laughs> you might not like his music. But you might love his writing. You might not like his writing, but you might love his storytelling. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And, and just and some... a lot of people, it becomes a blur of all of them. Yeah. Because they are all connected. Totally. Yeah. And also just, you can't write him because he's just done so much shit. Yeah, exactly. And to me, because I mean, I mean, great storyteller, you know what I mean? Some of his books, when I was young, really meant a lot to me. Mm. But now you can't. When you visit them, you're probably not. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and the music is pretty like. Yeah pretty lit in you know what yeah, I mean he's got one, one speed one, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know and but he fucking done all the shit and I'm sort of a bit like my vast range of talents is like about you know yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. see you I'm demonstrating here like <laughs> the, you know the thimble full yeah. and so I was like well and I, I there's this quote that he's I, I was in high school and I was in this interview and the quote was like I didn't want to join the navy I didn't want to work at Pizza Hut I just wanted to go out and be awesome mm. and I was like Yes, let's do some do some shit. Yeah, you know? I, I sort of think like uh, he's kind of a great figurehead for sort of self-starting. You mm. know, self-starters like because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah I was never that into his music. Yeah, but um, I've become more interested in it. Yeah, because of who he is and totally. all the other things yeah. that he's done. And yeah. when I first started reading his books, which was probably the end of high school and then in earnest at the start of university. Yeah, I wasn't even sure if I liked them. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but I was interested in what he, whatever it was he was trying to do. Yeah. What he was trying to prove, who yeah. he was trying to be through. Yeah. And then you find, you know, there's some really, really great stuff he's done. Oh, and, and, he's, and he's sort of like, there's sort of this, this thing you see, you know, with whatever bands or music or musicians, whether it's from punk or rock and roll or whatever, there's just this point where it's almost like people stop, stop. They mm. might still go out and play the things, but they stop growing or mm. whatever it is you know but he's always you can always trace this thing he's always 
trying to figure out the world yeah, and, and learn. yeah there's this and that's a really a really and cool thing you you mentioned this you know and i imagine you got this from him in a way like or or you can at least draw the line to it is that you said you know one of the reasons you play music is you're a fan and and that's that's so clear with him oh yeah and i think it's one of the reasons he writes is yeah. because he's a fan of writing oh, you know like he's a, and he's got all these great stories about you know he is the he is the Big time nerd fan. You yeah. know, he has these stories of doing things like contacting, you know, his favourite writers and musicians and turning up on their doorstep. Yeah, sure. Hoping he can get a meeting with them. Yeah, man. Not being a stalker, but, Just like, but close enough yeah, to it almost. Yeah. But it's pure. It's about, it's not about, you know, meeting with famous people. It's yeah. about meeting with people whose work meant something to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because it, it, it does mean something. And, you know, if you're fucking a bit fucked in the head, mm. you know, sometimes the, like those, the things that touch you, touch you mm. and they really help you, you know? So the, Banes, was it? Yeah, they were called the so Banes. So that, that turns into the civilians in a way? It's like, well, I was in this other sort of hardcore band or whatever, and these two guys from the Banes were writing songs, mm. you know, and this is like in the 90s, mm. and people, like, the only people that sort of wrote songs always seemed a bit kind of, like, when you talk about songs, mm. it was a bit sort of like a bit fey and a bit like, and even though they were in the Smiths, but they were intense about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, didn't know what the fuck they were doing, but we were friends, you know, and mm. the, and they were just like two, and they were like all about writing songs, mm. writing songs, the songwriting, and I was mm. like, what? what are you doing? And it was so interesting to me, and it was way more interesting to me than just like, you know, because yeah. it was just, maybe there was a sensitivity there or something like, I didn't understand, I didn't yeah. understand it, you know, and because they were very different than me, totally different backgrounds, totally different thing. But I, I just kind of wanted it in there or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I felt like that was better and I wanted to improve or something. I don't know. But it really meant something yeah. to me, them, the way they did that. And then I was just like, I don't care what it is you'd have going on, but I want to be a part of it, whatever. I, 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 obviously, I'm the singer in this other, I sing in these yeah. other bands, but you don't want that. And but I'll I'll play I'll learn an instrument I'll do mm. whatever you know. I was just gonna say, did you have any facility for playing? I at sort that of point, had taken really? bass guitar yeah. lessons, and I was in a metal band. Yeah. In high school, playing metal. Yeah. Um, but I was really bad, and I got kicked out, and I didn't really practice, so I had no, no thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I'll, I'll I'll learn something. I'll play drums. I'll play the bass. I'll do whatever, you know. But I want to help. I'll just drive you around. I don't <laughs> have a car, but fucking yeah. we'll figure it out, you know. Um, and uh, you knew how to find cars, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, um, they uh, uh, said, Okay, well, you can play the bass. And I was like, Okay, right? And um, yeah, I had sort of this weird sideline gig selling things that was not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of would be flush with a bit of cash, you know. Now and then. Yeah, you know, <laughs> fairly regularly. Oh, yeah. And so I went and brought a bass, yeah. you know, and um, and the guy, the guitarist in the band, and he wrote, who wrote the music, was a real Johnny Marr, Morrissey kind of deal, you know. Hmm. And um, he would write these songs, write the bass lines, teach me the bass line. And I learned the bass line. Could play nothing else but these bass lines, you know. And that, and that became the band, you know? And we met this guy on the street 
and he just came up to us and he was like wearing suit pants and a Metallica t-shirt on a skateboard and he looked pretty feral and he and we were just sitting there and you know everyone was wanting to like fucking baggy pants and loose feels in the 90s you know even the bands were you know what mm -hmm. I mean but we were fucking tight jeans turn ups black t-shirts rolled up like we just you know we like 20 you know mm. and this is 21 you know and this was and i was like this is fucking cool you know this is better than this other shit you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and and he wrote he goes are you guys musicians and we said we're not musicians but we're in a band <laughs> and he was it's like actually a really important distinction yeah talk, well and <laughs> i still people are making i it. still maintain that today <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know um We've got a, yeah. a fiddle player who's joining us because our other ones couldn't, and she's really great, but she's like, well, if we do this, and is it Ken? I'm like, no, no, no practice, no more practice, no more, none. <laughs> no, we don't even talk about it. I don't even want to know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Just, no, you know, but uh, yeah, but that was the thing, and and we're like, yeah, we're like, we need a drummer. Do you play the drums? And he was like, yeah. And we're like, okay, so we went to this practice room, and he couldn't play the drums, yeah. but he, we were like, you're the drummer because you had the fucking front, you know, and so we went and brought him a drum kit, and he taught himself to play. And then, and that was the civilians. And we were together for a year, certainly not famous in any fashion before the computers, before the internet, before yeah. anything, before recording anything. Um, but we played, we decided we wanted to play as much as possible. And we played two, three times a week for a year, every week. And we only supported bands. We would support any band. We'd never headline. We would never headline. Yeah. You know, we only it was it. We had all these really rules, like well, this is how we're going to do it. You know what I mean? And the only time we headlined was our last show mm. before we broke up. You know, but we was good. You know, and we were like, <clears throat> it was sort of like because I was quite aggressive, and then they wrote these sort of melodic songs, but it was we weren't very good musicians, so it was like kind of punky, you know, mm. and it had this had this really it was a really it really meant a lot to me, and it was yeah. So you've still got this kind of nefarious thread going on in the background. When do you, when do you find out? When do you find yourself on the sort of straight end or narrow? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm probably Have not. You made it? Probably not. Probably not too soon after. Not yeah. too long after that. You yeah. Know. The civilians, I. Because that, what does that lead to in terms of like for your, I guess, personal growth, your musical yeah, development? I just, well, I just philosophy. was in this different world. I just slowly was moving from this different world, mm. you know, and the and my friend, and you know, and I lost touch with a lot of my friends, you know, and but it's really cool now. Like um, we we're back together, you know, and mm. we know each other like my old friends, and it's it's really special and mm. and. Because they know me in a way. Because I felt like after a time, because I was, I was, I, I felt like I was just desperately trying to move into this other world. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I'd just see all this fucked shit, you know, and I was fucked in the head, and it just didn't make. And so I was trying to move into this other world, and it was really good, you know, and it really helped. But then, maybe not too long, maybe in the past few years, I really felt like I kind of lost something. Mm. Like I, and I, I, I don't. And, I, and so I've tried to connect to this other part of my life. Mm. It's been a really good thing. And to see my old friends, and they're so cool. And I, sometimes I feel a bit nervous, you know, because maybe a, you know, a lot of those dudes, they haven't really traveled or been out, you know, or anything mm. like that. Like one of my best friends, he just flew on a plane for the first time last year, you know. Mm. And, but, you know, but I fucking love those guys, you know. And they, and but I'm, but I'm like, well, hey, I fucking disappear and I go and do all this shit and I lived overseas and I travel around and I do all these things. And I'm like, well, you know, and I, where are you? I'm fucking in 
France or something, you know, and then, mm. but they're always like, fucking cool, mm. right on, it's so cool, and they always, and they read things in the paper, and, it, and they, and so I feel, that makes me feel good, so I don't feel like, like I've sort of cheated them out, I mean, so we're friends yeah, again, I so think it's in a, a nice in a, in a way, and I, I've been thinking about this a bit, I mean, we're, we're pretty much the same age, so I, I was thinking like, I've been thinking lately about how, for our generation, I mean, I'm, I'm really close friends with a couple of handfuls of people that mm. I went to school with. Some yeah. of them I went to primary school yeah, right. with, and we are still in touch yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, we don't live in the same city. In yeah. some cases, we don't live in the same country. But they know me better than anyone. Totally. You know, yeah. uh, with the exception of, you know, my family. Yeah. Um, they know me better than absolutely anyone. And, and for a lot of us at our age, you know, you meet people online first and foremost these days in, yeah. in, a, in a lot of senses. And... And as good of friendships as they are, and yeah. they can translate to the real world, and everyone can get pretty hip to everyone's backstory quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's like a skim reading approach. Sure, yeah, you know? totally. So there's something very powerful about staying connected or reconnecting with those people that that met you before anything. Yeah, before that, we be- any of us became whatever it is. Yeah, we are, right? ex- you know. Yeah. yeah, totally. And just and I, I don't know. I just feel like this ease of being. You know, I'm always quite uncomfortable. You know, and I'm I'm, I'm like I'm big physically you know and i you know i feel like i stand out and and when we play in the band you know i am out would mm, you know mm. but i'm not i i, I understand you that. know what i mean i do and but and so i'm always like but and 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 but when i'm with my old friends even though we don't hang out that much but whenever i see them there's this ease of being in me that is such a nice feeling and i, mm. and I look forward to it you know and mm. and i and and i they're they're kindness and respect of me and the things that I do means more than fucking anything you know because mm. if I felt like I was like fronting on them that would be like the worst that would make me you know so I don't give a fuck about anything else really but I, these guys mean something to me and they'll, they they make me feel like they're proud of me and it's a really good mm. thing you know mm. so it means something to me so yeah mm, mm. so so what do you do next in terms of you say shortly after that civilians experience, that's when you sort of get a bit cleaner in terms of your uh, just, approach. Yeah, well, just well, the civilians broke up, and I was like, I don't want to. I knew, I didn't want to be in a band to be a musician. I really just wanted to be in a band, you know. Mm. And and then I was like, the civilians are the greatest band that I could ever possibly be in because mm. I really believe that, mm. you know. And we, oh, I think we believe they had that fucking thing, you know. Mm. I was like, well, I don't want to be in a band anymore, so I'm not mm. going to be in a band, and. Um, yeah, and I got a girlfriend, and who was that's right. She was the opposite. To you. Oh, that was oh, no, that was the early yeah, 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 yeah. okay. high school. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This, and this one, and she was great. And I, I just wanted to be straighter. You know what I mean? Mm. And um, and then one of the guys from the civilians, and another guy that we know is in this other band down there called the Puffins. We formed this little band for a real short time sort of sounded like the civilians but maybe a bit heavier but more rocking and um that didn't work and i was like i sold my amps for swapped them for a car Mm. got rid of my bass that was it because i didn't want to be a musician you know and i just i was like i'm just gonna i don't i couldn't see anything other than sort of playing this sort of rock music Mm. and shitty pubs you know and I don't mean like 
covers I just mean like you know to three people and mm. you know squeezing yourself into the jeans even though I'm doing that now <laughs> but you know it just seemed like fucking nah you know and I thought there was more things to see and do and mm. and so you know and I like to write and I thought oh, I'm gonna just write you know what I mean I don't, I don't want to play so I didn't play music I had no interest in playing music for years but still listening to it always. oh fuck yeah. yeah 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 like I worked lots of jobs and I worked in a record store and um you know uh, I went to university trying educate myself somewhat you know mm. and that was cool and um did that stick the university yeah, the, yeah. oh yeah we oh this you know I was real know-it-all but you go there and you're like oh I don't know anything mm. and these things I learned are real interesting to me you know so that was that was that was a cool cool thing, um, but yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, I was just sort of bumming around doing different things, and and then I had an acoustic guitar that didn't um, didn't have any strings on it. It was a really shitty guitar, and another girlfriend that I had, she was like, "You should play it." I was like, oh, "I don't really know how to play it. I don't really know." You know, I knew one chord, which was. And that's a whole other story, but um, uh, yeah. Uh, and she, uh, she brought me some strings, and she, and I put them on, and I played that one chord that I knew, and from and it was an E minor chord, mm. and I, but I didn't know it was an E minor. I thought it was E, you know. And um, I could play Back in Black, the start of Back in Black, and that was it, yeah. you know. And and but badly. <laughs> And I, but I could play the bass, so I knew the notes, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, well, if this is an E chord, you use these notes, well, then that would be, you use the other notes, it would be, and I just taught myself how to play. And I taught myself how to play play the chords, and they're all wrong, and I still play them wrong today. And I, now I know the difference between an E minor and an E, but, and I can play the real chords now, but I still play my bung chords, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how to play a bar chord. Yeah. You know, we've got like, four albums and all the shit and I played like fucking <laughs> six billion shows or whatever you know I never played a bar chord ever you know what I mean mm, mm. and I, I just because I just had this real low budget guitar you know but what I did was I got I learned these things and I was just you know I like to write and I took this thing that I written and I made a song mm. and it felt like nothing else felt so and, what what happens in between, like before the formation of the Eastern, yeah. where are you in those few years? Yeah, well, this is. So you work at this is what you're starting to talk yeah, about. So yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just starting. So, you know, uh, we went to school, I was just working jobs, you know. Um, Going home, practicing. Yes, yeah, sort practicing of. bung chords. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. But that became this thing. It yeah, start, yeah. And it became, it just took over. Mm. I didn't want to hang out with my girlfriend anymore. I'm just trying to, you yeah. know? Yeah, and. Um, and there was this little bar that used to be like a quite a, a a cool bar, but then it changed and no one went there anymore. And it was kind mm. of, it was like this, and it was called Main Street. It was this little tiny bar. And I went to see someone play there. And I was like, I just had this dream of like just sitting in the corner with an acoustic guitar, being ignored and not talking, and just playing like country songs. Because I still always love country music, mm. but it's never gone away. Mm. And so... 
but I couldn't learn any country songs because I wasn't good enough, you know, and it never sounded right, so I just started writing songs. Well, country music flows through all that other stuff. You oh, it's country, country music is, is... As I get older, I know that very yeah, well, like, you know, country yeah. Music is, is, is country music is a hip-hop of its kind. Yeah, it's punk rock, it's, it's hip-hop, it's, it's, folk, punk yeah, it's, it's all yeah, the thing, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, so, and so it kind of started to... And I started to see that then, you know, and it all started to sort of make sense, you know, and... Um, and then I just started writing songs and it just became this thing that I became obsessed with doing and it helped me feel better and just and I started and then I started playing them and I had this band I knew these people and I was like we should do a band you know because I start I get on quite a workaholic you know and I go well we should do this you know we do that and we had uh, two woman who had never sung before but I was like you guys sing and the other woman she can play the key we brought this Fafisa organ mm. and I was like you can play this and then this one guy play guitar and he lives in Wellington now and I saw, he's in that Terror of the Deep band his name's oh, William yeah, yeah, Damon yeah yeah yeah, yeah and he and so and he was like 18 and I met him because I oh through I had a radio show yeah on RDU called The Fun House yeah and it started at one in the morning and went till whenever we st- and till the breakfast show. Yeah, well, <laughs> till we couldn't be fucked, and yeah. everyone hated us <laughs> because we were just assholes. You know, like there's me and this other guy, and you know, like you know, it was the height of drum and bass. So whenever anyone rung up to play drum and bass for mm. drum and bass, we'd play the Stooges. You know, that mm. was just the rule. You know, and we'd do all these things like giveaway prizes that didn't exist, or we gave away prizes. Only if you didn't... Anyways, it's sort of like chaotic kind of radio mm-hmm. show. Always getting letters written about it. So it was a bad thing. But this guy, William, was like a fan of the show. He was like this young kid, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. a teenager. And he's like, who are these fucking crazy guys doing this shit? And they're playing this music I like. And so we became sort of friends. So he joined this band. And we had this really, really... They were all awesome. But I, my songs were so bad, bro. They were so shit, eh? <laughs> Real, like... I thought they were like... Great country yeah, yeah. songs, yeah. but they were terrible songs. But we just started playing, and we were called the Sweethearts because I was like, "This is a good name for a country band," yeah. you know. But it was awful. <laughs> they were all awesome, but I was shit. Yeah, and and that became that, and then just and then it was like going to be this little thing I did. Well, I did the rest of my life. Yeah. But then that became the only thing that I cared about or thought about. And then that's probably So you work a day job though for Yeah, a, well, through, through that. I worked I worked a lot. I worked at a record store. I worked at Eco Records down there. I worked um, as a caregiver for special needs kids. I worked uh, as a gardener, um, and the furniture, just did fucking whatever, just all kinds yeah. of things, you know, yeah. just whatever, you know. Pay the rent stuff. Yeah, I'm not good with money, so, you know, I just, and I, and I sort of got, anyway, it doesn't matter, just, you know, just mm. the whole thing, but, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was the deal. And the Eastern forms exactly when, like. So, after, when the, I was writing these songs, you know, and I was like, I just gotta get out of here. Everyone goes on these OEs, you know, and they go to England and mm. stuff like that. And I never even dreamed that that could even be a thing, you know. I, I thought maybe I could play rugby league, but that didn't. I wasn't doing that. So um, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to America. And just, mm. 
you know, as you know, as like getting into Woody Guthrie. Yeah, I was gonna say, see the home of yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. go do that shit, you know. Yeah. And it's like I'm gonna go and just see what happens. And so yeah, I just went and the, the sweetheart sort of broke up, and I went to Australia for a little while, and I had a job there, and I played on the street, and then I went to America, and then played on the street there, and that that was the thing that made me switch, you know, to get try and get better you know and so busking that, in america yeah yeah so that yeah that was that was the thing so yeah i lived in philadelphia how how good and bad was that Did uh, you have it was a range of experiences yeah oh yeah of course yeah, yeah i married but at that point i wasn't like drinking or anything as i tried to look after myself because i wasn't going i have funny head you know um but so it, it was it was it was really good. It was and I was with my girlfriend there, and it was it was cool, you know. It was no money, mm. you know, you know, and it, yeah. And I was like, and you know, I was like, you know, I'm gonna go to Nashville, you know what I mean, and try and like, cause I just imagined it to be all like fucking Waylon and Willie and the boys mm, and you know what mm. I mean I was like yeah well, everyone's going to be fucking into the music you know mm. that I'm into you know like this was this is a long time ago this is like 15 mm. years ago mm. you know and no one liked country music then mm. now it's fucking mm. dripping off the walls everywhere you go but then it was fucking weird you know and I was like I have to go and find this thing you know mm. and I went there and I stayed in this shitty hotel and it was fucked and it was really and I thought this is where it's all going to be mm. but I don't know if you've ever been there but it's about the same size as Christchurch I haven't been there yet yeah. I've been, been to a few places in the States but not there yet yeah it's about the same size as Christchurch and I was there in the winter time and the weather's kind of a bit like Christchurch in the winter time yeah. I was like what the fuck yeah. you know I was like yeah. you know and it wasn't anything I came here to escape yeah it wasn't anything like I fucking imagined it was you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean and and in Philly, like, I could make money on the street, you know? Mm. Um, but in Nashville, fucking nothing. You no. know, I'd just be there, like, hours and hours grinding it out, you know, and then just being fucked. Not even know? being noticed. Yeah, and I played some shows and did some things, you know. And I I remember going to see... I was walking home one night from busking. I went into this, like, shitty sports bar to get a beer, right? Because I was like, I'm going to fucking just... I'm here, I'm going to drink, you know, and I, and I wasn't drinking then, but this is it. So I'm going, and there's this guy playing, and I'm, I'm pretty, do you know a guy called Hayes Carl? Mm. And we opened for him last year, and I asked him this, but he couldn't remember. But I'm pretty sure it was Hayes Carl playing in the sports bar. <laughs> and he was, because we're about the same age, so it would have been about the same thing. And he was like, way better looking than me, way better guitar player, sung real good, could play the guitar real good, you know what I mean? And um, and there was fucking no one, and no one was watching, no one was giving a fuck, you know, the TVs were on, and I was like, and I just remember sitting there going, I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. if this is this guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucked, you know? This is his story. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I'm just, and I remember there was one person watching this friend, and she, and we, she was talking, she was like, you gotta get out of here, man. This is <laughs> this is not where you need to be, you know. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, maybe. So then I just keep rambling <laughs> on. But I was good because I learned. I immediately saw. Yeah. What I immediately. 
oh, this will sound real weird. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you. You, yeah. know, uh, you know, like, so I'm there and I'm in Nashville and it's shit and it's raining, it's cold, it's miserable. Mm. And I'm just like, fuck this, this is all bullshit. You know what I mean? This is not my thing. And I was like, well, fuck this music, guitar, I'm shit. It's mm. And I was walking, 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 walking. And I walk into the sort of industrial area of Nashville. I'm just walking and like, um, just feeling like, well, that's it, you know? And then I, I see this, um, you know, this sort of stencil art. Mm. There's a stencil art of these, there's this old photo of, I think it's from the Depression or something, of these two guys walking down a road with suitcases and next to them is yep. a photo that says, next time, take the train, you yep. know what I mean? And But it was just the stencil of the two guys mm. and it just underneath it just said, hard traveling, which is was my favorite Woody Guthrie song. Mm. And I was like, oh, of course. No one said it was going to be fucking easy, you know, mm-hmm. and and it was great. And so I like, had this bolt of lightning, like no one said it was going to be easy. Good. Nothing in my life is even, this is good, you know. And so that's, so it was like a really huge, that that said that, and so I had that, and then the amount of I was like, oh, bullshit, this has got nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? This is, why am I even here? I'm not from here. I don't fucking, this has got nothing to do with me at all. And... I'm not going to be whatever it is I am going to be. It's definitely be here. Yeah, and it's what's well, just. I'm just. I don't know. What, you know. I just got to go and figure out my own shit, my mm. own journey, my own mm. trip. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And so that's was that, and that's what it's been. That's what I say. Like you know, sort of a conscious emulation is great at the start yeah. of the journey, isn't it? Yeah. In terms of trying to find your voice, but then the rest of the journey is that. Oh well, we're still voice. trying to do that. You totally. know, you know, like and because so am I. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, totally. We yeah. all are. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything. You know, yeah. I have no innate musical abilities. I just have a certain. There's, if I have anything, it's a kind of a, a tenacity or something. Well, to, you to, have a. You have a. Um, a huge interest in it too which I think like I really think okay not all music fans are going to translate that in, in, in any way shape or form yeah. to making music but I think it's a hugely underrated uh, component and skill to be a wide listener and not, oh. and I, I firmly believe that not enough musicians listen widely enough because they get pigeonholed by you know themselves as well as by yeah. friends, family, fans. That they, they people tell them, You sound like this, you should listen to this and they stick in that tiny little wheelhouse and create something that's fine. Yeah. But they don't listen more widely. I mean, it's awful to hear people say their influences are things that they've been told they sound like. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like and that happens all the time. Yeah. Right. You know? it it's totally. so much cooler to hear someone who, you know, a female singer-songwriter who says one of my biggest influences is Tom Waits. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course she doesn't, whoever she is, of course she's not going to sound like yeah, Tom yeah, Waits. Yeah, 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 totally. doesn't mean she can't be inspired by him. That's a very good thing to be, exactly. you know what I mean? But, but instead, they, they, a lot of them feel like they want to say, you know, a lot of people Well, it's because like, you kind of like, it's like, you're like, well, if I am connected to this, then I might be something mm, of that. Mm. You see something in something, yeah. and if you, you know, and we all do it, and we've all done it, but, it, you know, but... That's a really good jumping off point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's a really good jumping off point, but that's not the whole journey. you got to keep going. And, yeah. you know, and if you keep going, then you'll start to figure out your own stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I've always... 
like, like I love, even though for a large part of the last 10 years, I actually don't listen to much country music anymore because I can't, you know, mm -hmm. I couldn't, you know what I mean? Because I, I... You do things to a point where you have to... Yeah. It doesn't mean you're not thinking about it or, or that you can't still dial it up if you yeah, want to. Yeah, totally. You, you've done that listening. Well, yeah, and then, yeah, you know, I, I'm, we played some shows with um, the guys from the Jayhawks. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to one of them, you know, and we, we started talking about books and then it went into music, you know what I mean? And, um, and he said something really good and he was like, man, I never want to fucking listen to another Towns Van Zandt song in my whole fucking life. You know what I mean? I just not, you know, yeah. I, I gotta, just got to get away. You know, I was like, and I was just had this relief. I was like, oh, great. I'm not the only one with this secret. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. we can, you know, so I was like, yeah, you know, and so that was a really nice. That was, you know, and, yeah. and it is things there. can arise at really important times, and and your life. But another really important thing is to work out when to step away from it. Oh yeah, for sure as well. And and just you know, and exactly because otherwise you and just let them be. Otherwise they dominate. If, if it's going to be your life, if it's going to be the thing that you will never not be able to stop doing, mm. then you kind you're gonna find your way. But you got to be open to finding your way. You know what I mean? Mm. You take different different paths yeah you know yeah pieces. you know and even if it's not like sonically or anything like that but like intention you know mm. or trying you know and then, that's a, I, who, who knows if, if you ever get it but I mean like I, I, I love but I do love country music I love folk music love Woody Guthrie you know what I mean love all that stuff mm. but whatever it is I have that appeals to me about that I am doing it a total fucking disservice if I simply copy it. You know, it might sound like mm -hmm. I copy it. It might, I might not, I might fail, but I, that's not, I'm not, you know, you just like, and I don't want to just play the canon, you know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. canon of this great music, mm. but it's not my music. And they just show you, they give mm. you the, they say, oh, this is that template and that's that tool. Now go and, you know, there's that thing, you know, here's a, here's a G chord, here's a D, here's a C, now go form a band. You know, mm. like that's the, te okay, good, you got the template, now go and sing your own life yeah, and yeah. find your own thing, yeah. you know, and, um, and that's been a real thing for the Eastern over the time. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's not a, a single point on any of our records where we haven't sung about our own life in New Zealand or anything like that and have really tried to chop away at the tropes, you know, the fucking railways and the fucking whiskey. And the, even though that pops up and somebody goes, oh, fuck, you know. Yeah. But, like, over time, you feel more comfortable in your own skin. You're more yeah. comfortable yeah. saying the things that are... Uh, closer and closer to you so things get closer and closer and you become more open and then when that happens then you become more you you know mm -hmm. what I mean and you and and it becomes less about you know you, and you feel stronger in yourself you mm -hmm. know and, and and when you start to feel that start to happen it's a really that is a, a really a good feeling so you had this kind of powerful slightly negative revelation around seeing this guy in a pub that was essentially better than where you're at and playing to no one so you and then you walk away and you have this quite freeing eureka moment of seeing and, this travel and then, I, and then I realized that that was exactly yeah. the thing that yeah. was the thing yeah everything else is not the thing you know yeah, what I mean yeah 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 and um so what do you do with that you come back I just keep doing keep busking keep yeah. playing on sh doing shows where and when I could yeah you know it's just slowly percolating yeah and what brings you back 
um, well, my um, girlfriend was American, and we wanted to stay there. And it, but the visa thing, um, mm-hmm. we needed to get that figured out. And so we were going to get married or do something, but we mm. figured we'd do it in New Zealand because the to go to the New Zealand consulate is easier than yeah, being yeah. in America and being in these huge queues. So we thought we'd come back here, and we came back here, and um, uh, we just stayed, and that and we just stayed, and um, yeah, and then I actually was like, I got back to the thing like, oh, well, I'm here now, I'm back. I'm not gonna. I just. I'm pro. I still was playing the 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 Wonder Bar in yeah. Littleton. I'd go and play there every Wednesday night to no one, you know. And yeah. I was like, oh well, this is what I do now, you know. Yeah. And this is the thing, you know. And um, and then uh, <laughs> you're gonna think I'm a fucking cheesy idiot, man. I just told you this, like, oh, and then I saw hard traveling, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Seriously, man. I was like, you're gonna think I'm such a fucking like but um yeah i'm uh i'm uh i go there used to be this record store in timaru called radiant records i don't know if you ever i've been there but I've it's, oh, it's long gone but yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. very amazing I to timaru once, but um, i know a lot of people from there so, yeah, it's, yeah it's an incredible record store and it's long gone but the guy who owned it warren crazy guy man but but cool real nice you know and he um went away and he's like do you want to look after the store? And I was like, yeah, you know, because I was a um, school caretaker mm. at that point, and I was like, yeah, oh, it'd be cool to just go hang out in the record store day. Mm. And they had a coffee machine. I made coffee, and I was like, then I was there, and I was literally like, just going, oh, this is bullshit. This is I, was just, I had my guitar, I was trying to write songs behind the counter. I was like, this sucks, you know, I'm done again, you know, mm-hmm. oh, the thing. And I'm not lying, man. This new box of records came in for the. The order, right? Chris Christopherson, this old road. Mm. I was like, ah. And I put it on, plays along, and there's a song called The Final Attraction. Somewhere in your lifetime, you were dared into feeling so many emotions. Apart. And it's spinning goes, Come on, so man, just get up there, do it one more time <laughs> for fucking Willie and do it for that. And I was like, Right, I have to keep doing it. <laughs> so lame, such a fucking, but it really meant something to me, you know. Yeah, I remember really digging that album. Oh, that so, such yeah. a good record, yeah. you know. Yeah. But that was the thing, I was like, Oh, well, I guess I gotta keep doing this thing. And yeah. then about Maybe a week after that, uh, Delaney, you know, Delaney. Yeah, yeah. So we knew each other and he liked the sweethearts, probably because we were shit and he likes things that are a bit broken, I think. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> and, um, and we became friends and sort of pen pals and he was in Europe, you know. And he just knocks on my door one day. He was like, I was like, hey, he's like, hey. And we sat down and he's like, well, what are you doing? Are you playing music? I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I think I am, but I'm not doing anything. And I just think maybe I. I don't have, I don't know. And he's like, That's, you have to play music. You just fucking have to. You've got to do it. And I'm like, ah. And he goes, you need to meet my friend Jess. And I was like, oh, who's that? She goes, he goes, oh, she's just moved back from the States and she plays the banjo. And I was like, 
I've heard of this because people keep saying, oh, you've got to meet this girl, Jess. She mm. plays a band, you know? You like that fucking stupid music, you know? You mm. meet her, you know? And um, so Delaney sort of said we had to meet. So we're like, okay, well, we'll meet. So we went up to the Wonder Bar and we had a drink. And I suddenly had that thing like the switch again, like, let's fucking do something. Mm. And, and so we hung out and we played a gig that night. And, and I sort of had the name, The Eastern. I thought that was that was I thought I had that name and I was like let's do this band let's do the band and you be in it and she was like yeah I'm fucking in it and you know we were both like 29 30 and just was like this is our last shot at something you know so let's just fucking give it a nudge and within about two weeks we were like I was like yeah I was a school caretaker and I'd go around to People, old, elderly people's houses and do their lawns and gardens and fix things for them and that was my job you know I was like I'm not going to do that anymore she's like I'm going to quit what I'm doing we're just going to do music and that's all we're going to do and that was it and that was pretty much the the thing that started mm. the East in, in a real way mm. so you make two records quite quickly yeah we're like yeah we we, 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 we do uh, a couple of EPs mm. um in 2007 and then we make a record in 2008 and then we do another EP and then we make another record in 2009 mm. so there's this quite a big glut of material yeah. in, a, in a way uh, well it had not like it, it all was Probably just written like at this, it, you, it was all just written at this because yeah. I was like I'm doing this now mm. so it's every day at the desk yeah go to work go to work yeah, you yeah, know because yeah. I just from the background I'm from, my stepfather, what do you like? You can't fuck around and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, be waiting for the muse to come and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, kiss you on the back of the neck yeah, or something. Yeah. You know, you don't. You have that. You, and um, I really like uh, like Black Flag, and that that work ethic. And I really like uh, like the Minutemen. Yeah. And I remember reading an interview with Mike Watt, the bass player. And he said, because my base is a broom, and I just fucking go to work, you know? I'm mm. like, yeah. Then mm. that that mentality appeals to me. Like, I understand in the, the, the process of creation, there's like a little glowing fucking mm. something in there that no one can, that the indefinable thing, but everything else around that is the work, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that actually is more appealing to me than this thing because I'm, I'm a bit nervous about that because I don't really under, oh, you can never understand it and, it and I think you can get trapped by like just waiting for that or feeling that or indulging in that and I don't want to be indulgent you know I just want to get my shit done and so with that in mind I just had to go to work so it's like sit down every day write songs mm. you know what I mean and just learn how to write songs and learn how to write better songs and just do that and so but then but we're like we're in this band and we're playing fucking <clears throat> You know, a lot, hundreds of gigs. You know, well over two hundred gigs a year for those mm. first few years. Every time, any trying to get money, and we knew if we make CDs, we can sell them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And because we were selling a lot of CDs, you know, because we're playing so much. You know, you're always going to pl- sell five, ten CDs. You know, and just with all of that starting to happen, it was like, well, we've got to keep keep everything rolling. And mm. so that's why so much stuff came out so quickly. You know? And then the earthquake hits. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that was really fucking awful in so many ways. And then had all these really unintended consequences. Mm. Like we were becoming 
So by that time, we've been full-time band for four years. Playing all the time, all the time, touring all the time, yeah. everywhere in the country. Got, yeah. got a bit of a stamp in terms of actually Yeah, we're stuff. just yeah, yeah, we're doing the we're doing yeah. the thing, you know. We yeah, 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 we're hustling and we yeah. but we were becoming a really just just the nature of what we were doing, you know, and because I knew like you show up to these places all around the country, no one's ever heard of you or whatever, and they don't have a music scene, is mm. not you know, and so and I was like, well, we got to be like real thinage of the wedge stuff. And we were playing, when we were at home, we were playing like the the bar gigs, like the three hour, four mm, hour bar mm, gigs, mm, you know what I mean? Mm. And with that, you start to learn that you're fucking art, no one gives a fuck about no, it. No, no, you and, just, and you just become into the being a musician and, yeah, and, a, yeah, and a player. Take, take your 10 minute break and then get back on. Exactly. Yep. I mean, you've done it, man. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, and that's the deal. And so we, we, but we were doing that. And so we were gaining like, like the best dudes are the dudes who play in cover bands, man, because they can play fucking anything and they know what they're doing, mm. you know, and they're the best dudes, man. And, like, Jono, our bass player, and Brendan, who plays mandolin with us, fucking a lot of years in Irish bands, you know, mm. real full on, doing their thing. They know the shit, you know. Mm. So we, we can play anything. We can we don't have to know we can just go we're gonna do this and we'll just ring our way through it it's a really beautiful thing you know but you can only do that from that playing those hours and hours and hours and so we were starting to get there and that was good but then we go off and play these shows and so but we we're really turning the dial away from the song we we're turning the dial towards maybe it's a better way to describe it towards like just fast bluegrass, pogues kind of four on the floor, tear it up, drinking fucking animal shit. <laughs> we were definitely heading that way, you know, and it was great and it was fun, you know, and we were about to make another record which was all that because we knew that that was the thing, you know, and we, and we were good at it, you know. Um, well, we were loud, we don't know if we are good at it, but we were loud enough. But then we just rah, becoming, 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 and then the earthquake happened, yes, and then it all changed so yeah because I think yeah I mean I'm, I, I, you can tell me a bit more about it but I, I, I sort of feel like there is this very interesting line of symmetry in the Easton's career that is the earthquake yeah oh totally you yeah know? for sure because I don't know it sort of well makes it's been it's a really difficult thing to talk about because um it's really hard going, okay, we're this band, right? And what's our job, right? We've got to talk about the things that we see, right? So we have to do that. So that's one thing. Um, we also have a facility to do things, you know, in whatever way, whether it's like fundraising or going out of town and telling people about things because, you know, there's all, there's all these things, you know. Storytelling and, and storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also people fucking asking you all the time about this thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did this, this thing there where we would play free shows for people, right? Mm. It's just this little thing, but it became this, just, thing. it never fucking ended, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was amazing and great, but it was a very, it was a thing, you know? And, but from that, you know, oh, you did this, you know, it's a, and so it's, we just, 
fucking real tough to walk a line between mm. being like exploiting, uh, documenting, expressing, helping, you know, mm. like this is a fucking minefield, you know, and it's really difficult. And sometimes you think you're doing, you're riding the right line, but other people don't, mm. or you think that you're not, but other people think you are. And it's, 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 it's been a real interesting. And it must have been, yeah, a, a strange thing to become beholden to a tragedy. In yeah, a, in, and, a, in many ways, I suppose. Totally, like, you know, and in a, in, a, in a way. Yeah, and it got to the point where we just didn't want to talk about it anymore, you know. And I just I, like I always want to be sensitive, so you know. Mm. But it's got to be the thing. But then, then you just have to own it and just go, "Well, fuck it is what it is," you know. Um, and yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's different things, you know. But but it really had an effect on our community and our city and the you know. And we've always wanted to be. A, we never wanted to leave. We thought, well, fuck it, we're going to be a band from Christchurch, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And stay there, mm. you know? Mm. And not go to Melbourne, not go to Berlin, not do any of that stuff, you know what I mean? Just, who knows? Why not? We're never going to be fucking famous. We're never going to be on the cover of the Rolling Stone or that shit. Mm. We can make a living and we can be here, you know? And that was always something that we, we really meant something to us, you know? And mm. still does. And, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's it is a weird thing. It you make the the double album, yeah, Hope Open and Wire, yeah, and that is the first recorded document for you guys, and, and possibly really for any New Zealand band that, that is so defined by the earthquake yeah. and reflective of that. Yeah, I mean, the songs on there that were gonna be from yeah. the part you know what I mean yeah, but it just yeah. became a but the overall shape and yeah you know because it becomes it was, defined yeah you know yeah, yeah like um and because I mean what well, everything we did around it like when we were recording the album we were running out playing shows we recorded it in this house in the re- in the fucking middle of nowhere you know what I mean in this stuff and all of it had a meaning you know mm. and we f- you play music it's Musicians, the worst thing about music is the musicians, you know, it's fucking self-indulgent, whiners, (coughs) you know, think the fucking world owes some shit, you know. Yeah, think they're always doing something important. Yeah, you know, and I'm as guilty (laughs) of that as anyone, you know what I mean? But then suddenly you kind of, when you start to, we're like, well, there is a small purpose for us and it's not as meaningful as, Mm. you know, people doing many great yeah, things yeah, rebuilding yeah, things but was, we can show up in people's backyard yeah. and we can play some music yeah, and people can come out and have a beer you know what I mean utilising your skills yeah you know yeah. and the songs that were sort of written for people they mean something to some people some people they think they're fucking lame whatever but to the people that mean something to well there's, a, there's a something there you know what I mean and, and just always trying to like uh, go what is it? What does it all mean? You know, I, I, and then you go. Well, it doesn't mean anything. You just do it, man. Just go and get it done, and whatever, whatever is you trying. So just hope for the best, you know. And I feel like we've, as a band, you know, acted with a certain integrity. I mean, we was broke. We was owed people money, but you know, we've never taken any funding money or yeah, never yeah. done anything like that. Always tried to pay for our own shit. You know what I mean? Or you know, like it's like or never 
put the songs on advertisements or even though that's could have been you know all sorts of things yeah, like yeah. that you know so we're like well okay if we've got we, we take a little a little bit of that and we can you know trade that for singing some fucking songs that might be a bit cheesy but maybe actually mean something to us and might mean something to someone else yeah. and maybe that's okay you know and uh and uh yeah it it, it, it yeah it definitely informed informed what we were doing yeah you know? yeah i was gonna say the album that follows on there's still the territory yeah there's yeah some some lingering impacts and well but what i well because when i learn about when I was doing Hope and Why, I was like, oh, well, I can s- sing about my community or m- things. I can sing about it openly. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a metaphor. It just, you just say what it is, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, and then the territory became that idea blowing up bigger, you know? And then, like, it was about... For us, it was about place. Like, because suddenly we, or maybe that was the earthquake, or this being from Christ, which was like we felt connected to a place. And what does that mean? And what is who are we? You know, what are we inside and what are we outside? And um, that sounds pretty pretentious, you know. But I just, I'm, we're talking, so I'm telling. Um, but you know, like, who are we? And New Zealand and really important because we've been everywhere in New Zealand we've played fucking everywhere you know from Northland and Stewart Island and everywhere in between you know a lot and we know that the New Zealand that that, that you see projected and you know the narratives that are not the New Zealand's that really exist you know what I mean and they're all different you know and but no one there's no there's no expression of that that we see very much you know there's only certain like oh we're down at the beach and we're playing cricket and fucking it's the summer and fucking everything's great you know but that's not reality you know what I mean and like this is intrinsically New Zealand music but no one out of Auckland ever listens to it you know what I mean so it's very curious you know and it seemed to me that the only things that talked about New Zealand seemed to be almost a little bit like had to have this level of detachment mm. you know which I don't have because I maybe I'm not smart enough for it or something but I just I just and that doesn't resonate for me I just and so we wanted to just make it like this thing was like this heartfelt like because that's important mm. to us to be to come from somewhere and it's whether it's cheesy or like laughable or whatever but it, from us it's important you know and then we're trying to do that and so it became about that, about about place, about us, small, the country, everything, you know, and whatever we could try and pack into it. I, I read this book um, from Arns Westra for a photo book mm. called Notes on the Country I Live In. And, and I had one song and I opened this photo book and there was an image and I was like, that's that guy, that's that song. And I was like, ah. Oh. And then suddenly I was like, wow, and I saw what she was doing in this book. I was like, well, yeah, I want to make a record that's like that. And so mm. that's that's sort of where the territory is. I mean, yeah, maybe there's, but actually there's only maybe if I'm really, I can't really talk about Jesus songs, but the songs that I wrote, there might be like about four lines that relate directly to the earthquake mm. and one song specifically, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, um, that's what I mean. It's kind of like a, um, it feels like a sort of, you, you go in so deep on Hope and Wire that yeah. this is sort of like the way you tunnel back out of, yeah, it's got, yeah. of that. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so obviously it's still there, there's still 
the impacts and effects, that's what I mean. And there's a couple of songs that directly yeah. reference it, and there's just a mood and a feeling, but it is trying to tunnel back out and, and yeah, and we you were know, trying to extend ourselves yeah, yeah, as yeah. song and, and, and really like and kind of just try and like put a thing in, we said, this is you know, and also tone back the <clears throat> four on the floor, yeah, yeah, stomping yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, you know, hooting anything, yeah, <laughs> you know, um. Just because just you're growing, man. You don't want to... Mm. I mean, if I don't want to do that, you know, I want to do... I want to learn some shit about mm. what I can do and what I can't do, you know? And, mm. um, and yeah. It's another one of the things that I think um, becomes a real stumbling block for musicians is not being able to separate the studio and live situations. You oh. know, like, uh, you know, you can always do the hoot nanny mm. on stage. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And you should. Well, we and got it. You guys do. Yeah, yeah. Well for, well, for us... We don't, we really just play to the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for us, it's like, we, if you're in there, we work for you. We yeah. really do, you know? And it'd be really cool if I could sing you some of my more meaningful shit. Yeah. But if it's not going to fly, that's not, then that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And maybe only, depending on how many shows I've played in a row or whatever and how fucked I am, I'm really cool with that. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. about once a year, I might just, like, get a bit fucking like, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Have, have, have meaning to to impart on you people, you know, some bullshit. We like all that, have our whatever. bad days. Yeah, totally. You know, we all have our... But I think, like, you know, the, the I've seen the the band The Roots yeah. three, three times, yeah. and they've never done the same, even close to the same set. Oh. And each time I've seen them, they might have played one song off their new album, yeah. and it's not the single, it's, it's sometimes not even recognisable, or it's a snippet within a medley, because they're just a jukebox, and they're there to entertain you, and, that's, they, and that's really cool. That's sort of how we look at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and like, but there aren't that many bands that operate like that, because they get trapped into the, give us the, you know, what, give, I us, think, give us what we want, well, which is, I know, think it's also like they, they, bands actually don't, don't, aren't necessarily strong enough now to open themselves up to be able to turn and to mm, move mm. because because you know like a long time ago if you were in a band you played every night yeah yeah you know yeah. And the record was the afterthought yeah you know yeah now and the you, record is the start of yeah a band. exactly yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. and you had a uh, a skill set mm. that enabled you to do different things but now mm, mm. The people record things at home and they have band practice and mm. they do the set mm. and then they go out and play it and when that doesn't quite work they don't they don't can't turn it mm. in any way you mm. know mm. but the kind of background that we have we can sort of do that and it's like I mean we never write a set list we haven't mm. written a set list in years you know, the other thing is you do solo shows, you do you well, go back to being a duo or a trio or like a nine yeah, piece, or a yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so, a very flexible yeah. lineup arrangement and I gather all of the people that are involved at various times are obviously off doing other things with music. Yeah, it was here how, and there as well. Yeah, so how, they, how, so how, they bring that back to the collective. Yeah, totally. Well how it used to work was it was sort of like a three person full time job mm, mm. and then Maybe that could have been one other full-time job, but then it was like a couple of part-times, but not mm, any money, really, mm, you know. But mm. just, you know, we could just make it live. And so then it would always be at least three, sometimes four, sometimes five, seven would be like a runcy twice a year. Um, but now it's changed because we don't play that much as mm. the East End so much, mm. you know, because we just fucked ourselves up like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... 
Uh, now when we do, it's generally kind of a bit like tonight, we'll be a six-piece. A few weeks ago in Auckland, we were a nine-piece. Yeah. You know, so it's all... But yeah, totally... And do you want to talk about... Um, you've you've had some pretty cool gigs where you've been the opening act for some pretty special mm. internationals. Fleetwood Mac. Sure. Tonight you're opening for Paul Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you because you're up in Wellington because you're opening for Paul Kelly. Who else and what else and what have been the great yeah. stories or special things about any of those well you know anything where you get to play with people who you yeah uh, the music hold in is, some yeah you know yeah, and, yeah, again, yeah. and so so um, I think there might be two reasons why that has happened for us one is because at that time there weren't like a lot of, you know maybe not so you know if you've got a kind of a rootsy kind of band coming well, mm. well who do we oh well, they get decent they got a banjo they don't fucking yeah. do you know what yeah, I mean yeah 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 um because we know we play a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't fuck around and we're polite. We try to be really polite, you know. We Yeah, you're you not know, gonna fuck it up. You're yeah, 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 you know, you and, can, and you can turn up and deliver. And we yeah, and but we show up on time yeah. and we do the sound check and we you know, we know and we're nice mm-hmm. to the monitor people yeah. and it's not a fuck round, you know what I mean? And as you say, your sound's flexible enough to be in support of flat out country, whatever version of alt country's flavour of the yeah, month, whatever yeah. slightly folky, yeah. pop bands, rock bands, whatever. Yeah, we can I mean, the gamut, really. Yeah, totally. And um, uh, and so we, you know, so that's probably why we've we've had those those cool gigs. You know, the first time me and Jess were actually in America playing, and we got the thing says you want to open for Steve Earle. You know, and it wouldn't be too. I mean, you've said it, mm. and. Uh, in one of your reviews, like, well, he sounds fucking like fuck Steve Earle. You know, well, there's no, yeah, there's no surprise to that. You know, and so I, first song I ever sung in public was Copperhead Road at the Papua mm. Workingmen's Club. You know, what I mean, it's been my mum because my mum made me do it mm. with the band Ritzy. <laughs> Not a bad song to sing, though. Oh yeah, well, well, what was embarrassing is that I don't know, it's like. 12, 11 or 12 and my mum told me I had to do all these like moves oh, wow. you know with like throw the mic and shit like yeah, Pete yeah, Townsend yeah, or something yeah, you know yeah. and I didn't do that but it was she was wanted me to and I had to fucking practice in front and we yeah. had the video of Copperhead oh it's fucking embarrassing man. <laughs> it, was, it was her only but only, I mean you know that's a song I'm both absolutely sick of and yet in the best possible way oh yeah yeah and yet and the right time when I hear it, including several times seeing Steve Earle do it, oh, yeah. it's such a fucking anthem. Well, because it's, right? it's a fucking great song. It's a yeah, power yeah, of yeah. song, man. Yeah. Power of song. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, and so, yeah, and we got this email saying, oh, do you guys want to open for Steve Earle? I was like, wow, that means something. What does yeah, that mean? Yeah. That means something cool, you yeah. know? But then you, and what you, what you think is, you've never done that before, you know, and you think what it is is, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Because I'm going to show up and, He's gonna think I'm awesome, and mm, we'll be mm. awesome together. Yeah, we'll, pen pals yeah, we'll and just yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. keep, you know, hanging out. And, Next thing, we'll write songs together. Yeah, yeah I'll, go, I'll move in. We'll move yeah, in yeah. together, and everything will be fucking. <laughs> what you don't realize is that he's been on tour for like seven thousand years. Yes, yeah, yeah. And everywhere he plays, there's some fucking like wannabe fucking yeah. motherfucker with an acoustic guitar yeah, who either wants to be him. Yeah, or who knows? Or, you yeah, know, knows and, his whole catalog. You know, and, he, and so it's just like you know, it's just another gig. Yeah. You know, and he's kind of a bit of a gruff dude yeah. so but you know he's really friendly really nice yeah to yeah us, but know? i imagine you got to pick your time meeting him like, yeah you, you know you and get it wrong yeah, yeah and i was like you know and you know what you don't want to fuck that up and i, I remember there was, there was a couple couple on the uh, i toured with him twice and the, the first one there was this point we were playing in auckland and he was coming from soundcheck and i was going to soundcheck 
and we were sort of like in this little hallway by this elevator and he had his guitar and I had my guitar. He's a big dude, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he sort of, we don't look too dissimilar, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we sort of got stuck. Like, it was kind of like with our guitars, we couldn't get through <laughs> each other, you know what I mean? And then he was just like... You Sounds could t- like a sketch from Portland. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. And he was just kind of like, and he was kind of like, oh, well, I guess now I have to... Say hello. <laughs> talk to the guy, you know. And so he, he starts showing me his... He's got this finger pick and it's mm. this... Um, uh, that Guy Clark makes mm. and made for him and mm. they're like proper guitar picks but then they get riveted on this bit of play anyway and he's like oh this is like my last one left you know like, but I don't know if Guy's making any more and I'm like oh and then he starts telling me how he finger picks the guitar and I'm like oh yeah fuck yeah I'm getting some of the good knowledge and then mm. he starts telling me how Guy Clark finger picks and then he starts telling me how Towns Van Zandt finger picks and I'm just like oh yeah mm. yeah and then I tell start I go oh I begin to tell him how I finger pick mm. and I immediately realize two he things <laughs> he's not we're not a conversation he's yeah. giving me something because yeah. this is what I want right yeah, he's yeah. giving me the little knowledge yeah. I'm meant to go on my way he doesn't need to hear about what I f- yeah. fucking do yeah, yeah. and the other thing is I don't know how to finger pick and, I'm t- and I had to have no idea. I play guitar with my fingers and it yeah. is a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and he immediately knows what I'm, because I'm just like, uh, uh, and <laughs> so that was that. And then the next time I nearly killed him because uh, we were playing a bodega mm. and um, I opened and it was cool. And then he came out and did his thing and I um, was his guitar tech as well, right? I'm seeing my guitars are fucking wrecks, you know. I'm like, oh no, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. And I set up this little guitar tech station because he's got all the shit, you know. Yeah. I'm like, okay, nothing go wrong, nothing go wrong. He gets to the end of a set, nothing's gone wrong, and he walks off stage. Everyone's like, more, more, more. He walks off stage, and you know, there's that back bit of the bodega, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's dark. It's really just a wardrobe. Yeah, and I have this case of his guitar things. Yeah. And he hits it with his feet and he walk, trips over it and falls down the oh stairs God. where he's got his guitar and he sort of holds his guitar up. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, I'm, and the promoter just looks at me and I'm like, but everyone was clapping. He yeah, just yeah. was like, yell at people or do encore. Do en-, and he goes and does the yeah, encore. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was safe. Oh, that's because oh, that was a great set that he did. Oh, that was an amazing. I mean, fuck. I've seen him a few times. Yeah. That's the only time I've seen him solo and yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I know yeah. he used to play here in the 90s quite a bit solo, yeah. but that was my first time seeing him without a band and I mean fuck he always plays with a great band oh but, yeah but totally. that was amazing yeah, yeah well yeah. yeah I mean he's he's an he's an influence on me for sure yeah but you know but you know those reviews you wrote about us you were not far from the truth you know what I mean and you which you said and I I told you were right and I told yeah you know so it's like but I'm just you're always trying to find move from that you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I mean I can do that shit yeah. pretty fucking well you know like not like as well as him obviously but I can do those kind of but I but I, I was like well, I was I gotta find myself but I didn't mm. I wasn't not able to do that until I had gone through that sort of thing so well, see I think one of the one of the great moments I had recognising that you had found yourself as in that and it's kind of a pastiche thing is that Talking Blues Talking Americana Cowboy yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. is such a great and I just thought Well, I'm sitting right here on the east coast of the South Island of New Zealand Looked out my window and I thought well, maybe I'd found here I feel like that's Better a very brave thing to have done because right I could see how 
I could imagine that's the sort of song that could quite easily be mocked by someone who could go, "What? what's the point in doing this? Yeah, yeah. But actually, it's very respectful of the form, and it's, you know, it's a doff of the cap and all of that, <laughs> but it, it's your voice, it's your experiences, it's Kiwi-accented, it's, yeah, well, you know, I, you know it's, well, it's, it's a New Zealand story. Yeah, totally. I mean, well, it's because it's, well, it was sort of the... You know, it was the truth. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. a real deal. You know, it's, it's a weird, confusing thing, you know. And um, but I think there's a real, as I say, there's a real kind of, and you know, we usually find our 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 best bravery and our vulnerability, don't we? I like, don't, and that's, yeah. what, that's what's going on there. You know, um, there's not a lot that could happen to me that would cause me any great anxiety in the music business you know because yeah. I had some pretty real bad shit happen to me yeah. and so like you know someone like whatever on a song or whatever you know I mean it's not the whatever you know but the it's, Eastern has been largely you know because I, I, you know you said yourself I mean you guys aren't we're never trying to be the biggest best band in New Zealand let alone the world but I feel like you've been pretty well received overall. people have like, been real yeah yeah I, I mean yeah. you know like not and not just because of the sort of um, not just in Christchurch and not just because of what happened in Christchurch I feel like you've you know you're well travelled you're well respected you've been reviewed pretty well from what oh, I yeah no, we, no we, we have been very lucky you know yeah. what I mean um, I think well lucky you've worked hard you well, know, you know, well yeah well you know yeah we I mean yeah but people have been nice to us and kind to sure. us and, and um, what you're saying is you recognise that they don't have to be yeah and, and yeah. generally when there's been things like you know we have seen like a lot, or like a bad review or, or uh, something where but you just go well I just don't feel like they see it how I see it. So, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't and they're allowed to. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. even matter, man. Yeah. You know, and so... Um, so you do read the reviews and you... Uh, well, some of them at least. Yeah, if they, if they, of course. If they, of you have to show up, you know yeah. what I mean? And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like... You know, like the review in the Australian JB Hi-Fi Free magazine doesn't really have as much weight as to like someone who I know actually fucking engages in music you yeah, know what I mean it doesn't yeah, quite yeah, hold the yeah. same thing but sure. <clears throat> so it doesn't yeah I'm, I'm, I'm curious you know I think if you're like oh I don't really you probably just yeah I don't believe anyone who says that nah, I really nah. don't believe I, I, but, the, but the thing also, is also in this day and age it's and I feel sorry for people because of this and I've experienced this it's actually impossible to not read the stuff about you because you can consciously avoid it but some press you probably you. have a pretty much very, harder run than, yeah, than well, I do right maybe you know? but yeah exactly yeah. that's what I'm saying like some someone sends it to you you yeah. get tagged in it you yeah, get, yeah you get told uh you know look what I've just read about you or or someone directly says it to you what sure. uh, uh, on a page or whatever so you yeah you get your attention drawn to it whether you want to or not yeah well and I mean but I don't think that's a bad thing. Nah, fuck, it doesn't. Like, it don't, I feel like, like you need to front up and, um, you know, um, view this stuff. You don't need to engage with it all, but you it, need to kind of view it. Yeah, well, it's just, it's there and it, you it's, know, yeah. it's there, you know, and it, but it's really like, it's, it's all okay. You know, everything's okay, good, yeah. bad, or ugly. So I, I, I really do believe I have this thing like that, yeah, like, some there's a door that opened, I fell through it, and I'm able to have this pretty great life where I get to play music for a job and I get to write songs for a job and I get to travel, you know. Never gonna be rich, probably never be able to buy a house or any of that shit, but I can have this life. 
and to me it's a it's is a gift and I do feel lucky and I feel there's a blessed but through that and and so I'm but at the same time I'm like I've got to, I'm ready to go back to they're gonna call me and say oh McGrath sorry mistake come back in back to the caretaking I'm like sure I'm cool with that you know because it's been a really cool run you know so if that happened then that um so it doesn't everything is fucking well, gravy man you can still do the caretaking and then sit at home exactly man drinking or not drinking as seems to be the fluctuation <laughs> yeah, for you yeah, yeah. and um and make up some more dumb chords on your own you know yeah, exactly. yeah, bro. yeah that's all good it does or get your finger picking up to scratch so you can finally impress Steve Earl with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, can, you can always, especially because it's become so ingrained in you to do that, that if you do give it away in any commercial sense, it's still going to be part of it. Well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, but now it's like a, 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 a craft, you know, mm. the, the performing as much as the songwriting. It's a thing, it's what I do, you know. Mm. And, I, and it has given me a sense of, something uh, like uh, of worth so you know, what, that I never really had before so yeah so what have you got mapped out ahead nothing is it open road and you just you, pretty much we don't because you, uh, you say the band doesn't play together a whole lot not so you're still playing yeah I still play all the time so yeah. um do yeah. you have a record in you that you're working yeah, on yeah yeah the idea is to have I got a solo record to come out in March and I'll spend most of next year touring by myself and mm-hmm. in, in Towards the so that's written. It's written. It's yeah. been recorded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't, I mean, I kind of got after the territory, and uh, my mum died, and I was burnt out to fuck. We've been done like nine years mm. of just slog. Fuck yeah, mm. you know what I mean. Mm. And no, like all on our own back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. We had. A lot of people have helped us around that, you know, yeah, but yeah, we consider yeah. them part of the thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we just, and I was fucked, like really fucked. My brain didn't work anymore. I just couldn't. It just, it was that we were on the territory tour and we played at uh, the bathhouse. And um, I just remember going, I just couldn't get my head in the show. I just didn't know where, and usually it's, it's fucking thinking about all kinds of shit, you know. And, uh, and I, my tuner stopped working and I booted it across the stage, or off the stage, you know, mm. could have fucking killed someone. And I've never done anything like that. I've never, and it was like this weird, it wasn't directed at anyone, but it's this weird petulance because I was just fucking like, mm. fuck this, mm. you know? Frustration. Yeah, and I was just like, that's fucked. That, mm. That's going on. Were you having that? Why are you doing that, you know? And I was just fucking fucked. I was really fucked, and we were all fucked. Jess, because Jess is a huge part of the Eastern, you know, we're a team. And she, we, but we just, and everyone was fucked, you know? And it wasn't, it just wasn't fun, you know? Mm. We were just fucking, so we were just like, we just need to stop this for a little bit, you know? Mm. And I went away and did some other rambling around, and still playing a lot, because that's how I live, but just in a, on a different different way, you mm. know? And it, it really helped. So now it's time to like turn the machine on again, you know? And so, yeah, so we're gonna uh, do the solo record, which is almost finished. That'll come out sometime early in the year. We'll tour for some time. In the middle of the year, we'll make a Eastern record and then I'll go back to a solo and then maybe put the Eastern record out the following summer. And that's Mm. sort of the plan. But that's about it in terms of like, we we don't do goals. 
Like, well, it's, it's plenty of stuff still. Like, yeah, oh, it's heaps of shit. Yeah, it's good work, and it's yeah. but it's but it's just work. You know, it's like the yeah. the work. It's what we do. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, um, well, we've had a big old chat. Is there anything else you want to um, bring no, up? Oh, Is there anything well, you wished I'd asked you and didn't, or anything no, you want to sound yeah. off about? I feel like we've uh, I've gotten to know you through <laughs> yeah, this conversation. Sure, sure. You yeah, know? like I, I I mean we've corresponded a couple of times, um, but this is. The, really out that well this is our first talk yeah and our first meeting and i feel like i've got to know a lot about you through this all i want to say is thanks for the time appreciate it um and uh and i i think though that the best record that came out of littleton for the past few years is the luckless record which is the one you didn't like so i just have to say that <laughs> <laughs> I've heard going on long